Hey, Tanya. Hey, Lisa. <laughs> All right, so I'm kind of excited about today's talk because when we first started this podcast, I would just randomly ask you questions and we wouldn't be prepared at all. Mm -hmm. And we would just flow with it. Yeah. And then as we started to get a little bit more serious about the podcast, we're like, we should probably prepare a little bit. True. And still real casual, mm -hmm. but um, not as casual as today's talk. Yeah. And for today's talk, <laughs> um, you don't know what I'm going to ask you. I don't, which is, I like, I also like that when you keep me on the toes. <laughs> <laughs> um... Okay, so I think we have a lot to say about this. You and I have talked a lot about menopause. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, you've said a lot of things like it's the next frontier, or yes. you've told me that I need to like be looking into treatments for myself, or yes. um, you know, you've been doing a lot of talks yes. about menopause out in the community, in the wild, out in the <laughs> wild, and it's been really well received. And so um, I think we're going to have a lot of podcasts on menopause. Yeah. But for today, I just want to start with why is everybody talking about menopause? Yay! Okay, so first of all, I am, you will be able to tell that I'm very passionate about this topic. So hopefully I'm not speaking too loud and blowing everyone's eardrums out. But yeah, menopause is, it's almost being over-talked about in a way. I feel like there's a lot of buzz around it. It's been in the New York Times. Um, it's definitely like filling up my entire Instagram feed. It's Did you tell me yesterday that menopause is the new black? No, I said pelvic floor is the new black. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Which is great. Everyone's talking about it. And for a while, it was just living in the shadows. Um, but yeah, menopause is the thing that nobody was talking about. And now it's kind of the thing that everyone's talking about, at least in the world that I've kind of live in now. Right. Tell me some famous people that have brought up menopause in, um, in the media. Well, Naomi Watts has started an entire company. Um, Gwyneth Paltrow, for better or for worse, um, definitely blabs on about it, and the entire goop has a bunch of things. Um, man, so, uh, Courtney Cox, um, so many, Jennifer Aniston. Okay, so any of it's, us that grew up, like, graduated from, from high school in the 90s. Yeah, it's, yes, it's, yeah. like, the reality bites generation is <laughs> <laughs> hidden menopause. Yeah. And... It is one of those topics that I feel like has gotten horrible PR for a long time. What kind of horrible like PR? Like, just people think, like, they, they hear the words hormone replacement therapy, and they think, that's not for me, or I'm scared. Um, and that's literally what has been the ethos around it, I would say, for as long as I can remember. And it's only since I started to have some, what I thought was perimenopausal symptoms myself a few years ago, that got me looking into it, and then I realized, holy crap, I'm trying to use like the best words available. <laughs> um, we are so behind the times, and the UK is actually way ahead of us, and the research has changed, but women's health and most, I would say, many providers, healthcare providers, aren't up to date on the current research, and now um, what we all thought we knew about hormone replacement therapy is wrong and incorrect and actually for almost everybody out there the benefits of hormone replacement therapy completely outweighs the risks okay a lot to unpack oh. a lot and that's why there was a like, lot there there was a lot it's, there it's huge though. and i didn't even ask those questions <laughs> oh my god see i just i told you i get really excited and but let's review what yeah. just said. Number one, the Reality Bites generation yeah. is um, going into perimenopause, menopause. Yes. Number one. 
Number two, there's a lot of um, negative press about um, hormone replacement ther uh, therapy, which is one way to um, help with the symptoms associated with menopause and yeah. menopause. Number three, the reason why there's so much bad press on that is because it's based on research um, that is uh, out of date. Mm -hmm. And number four, medical providers who, um, there are some medical providers that are totally up to date on this, on this mm -hmm. stuff, and some that are still resting on the old data. And number five, the United States is very behind the UK, which is totally not a surprise to me. Aren't we always behind in things like health and um it's true and, and education Wellness in a way yeah. yeah well first of all that was a perfect summary of everything i talked about so a plus on listening to everything i just said <laughs> and then you categorize it even better so that if that if you don't if you haven't followed elisa and i that is literally the gem of us like <laughs> you just organize all my thoughts and i just got it all out in a very passionate way yeah so. that is actually how we started this um company side note which was basically that she has a lot of thoughts and uh, she needs me to organize them yeah. for women's health stuff. Okay, so let me pause on, let me put a pause on some of the more, um, the stuff about the hormone replacement sure. therapy because um, I think we could do a whole podcast and on that. We will. Like, I am so excited about this. Right. I want to go to, um, we, my first question was, why is everyone talking about menopause? Now, um, yeah kind of related to that, why should everybody care mm -hmm. about like knowing what is the up-to-date research on menopause and how does menopause affect people's lives in a way that people should should care about it? Yeah. Um, which is different than saying like, you know, Courtney Cox and Gwyneth Paltrow were talking about. Right. And I love that because it's all about asking the right questions. And it's not just trendy and like, yay, I should get on it. But it really is... I think it comes down to women and quality of life and menopause is one of those things that we all have a one-way ticket into. <laughs> I mean, there is not like, maybe you'll go through it or maybe you won't. The truth is everyone will have a slightly different experience and the range, some women, it's very individualized, will just sort of skate through it and not have a lot of symptoms. And some women are having really detrimental, awful experiences. And the truth is most women are somewhere in the middle, right? So for me, it's obvious. It's women, it's quality of life, and it's we spend a third of our life, you know, postmenopausal, and they should matter. Um, not to mention there isn't even enough research in what I'm about to say. However, this is the next frontier of where research is going, but just used preventatively, now the thought is can it help prevent dementia? Um, because women are significantly more at risk for dementia. Mm -hmm. Can treatment, um, can, can the, can, can the, I mean, you're going into the questions I said we were going to, oh, I know, I just <laughs> wait on, but yes, I mean, can, if we address, um, the symptoms or changes a lot associated, if we can mitigate those symptoms with certain like therapies, yeah. it might help other things that, um, people care about and let's be real not everybody it's not like the majority of the world that cares about the quality of life of women but they will care about things like costs associated with there people having 
illness and um so this is why people should care right yeah, so if you're a woman you should care about your own quality of life mm-hmm. and deserving more and if you don't care about women which is unfortunately some Nothing. people out there <laughs> um then you care about the economic costs associated with us and in fact literally it could not be more apropos um the new york times came out with uh, a really great long editorial on the cost of women in menopause and it is upwards of 1.8 billion and that is billion. with a b that is a billion. So it everybody should care about it. And it's like getting the spotlight that I think it finally deserves. And um, I follow a lot of really super smart, uro, you know, urologists, female urologists who are on top of this. And they're just kind of really speaking from the rooftops. And it's an exciting time because I think it's going to improve the lives of women. Okay. So going back to something that you said earlier, which was... Um, that people experience menopause in different ways. Um, and you said something about some women. Yeah, well, individuality of it. you say all these things, they're like, I have all these thoughts. But anyway, let me just go back to how people experience it. I um, anecdotally yes. had a story this weekend come to me from a friend who's around my age, and she, um, which is 46. And she was saying that um, her mom brought up with her that she was she went through menopause early, like before 45, like 40 years old. And um, but she forgot to mention it to my friend because she supposedly didn't have any symptoms. Right. And upon reflection, my friend reflecting on what her mom was like when her mom was 40, she's like, oh, was that what that was? My friend totally remembers the emotional roller coaster that her mom was on. And so I think that um, maybe people don't know to care about menopause because their moms didn't know that they should care about menopause themselves. And they maybe um, dismissed the symptoms that they had, mm-hmm. um, thinking that, well, that is just the plight of being a woman. That's it. That's it in a nutshell. I think for generations, that's what women have just been told, kind of deal and suffer. Um, when I like to joke, if you can imagine, even if men had to have periods monthly, I mean, they, <laughs> I saw a meme with a man in a hospital, and it said, like, if men had periods. <laughs> just be like... Um, so I, I do, I think that women have just been sort of told this is just what happens and you gotta, sorry, deal and suffer. But I think that this is going to be a big game changer in how women and our daughters get treated later on. So, and feel later on. Feel. Okay. So that, that was good. Good starter. And I think that we're going to do a series on, on this menopause because it really is an exciting topic with a lot of nuggets and a lot of information to kind of break down. Right. I think there's your yeah. organizing. I know. That's like your <laughs> Excel spreadsheet in your brain. <laughs> there is, um, what are all the symptoms that people have? And perimenopause in there, right? Uh-huh. With, uh, yeah, at the start of menopause. Mm-hmm. Um, what are the different treatments that are out there? Yes. Um, and then maybe generally like how can all those treatments actually improve my life? Like, cause some people, like when I get a headache, I don't take Advil or, right. you know, I don't take medication. I just live with a headache or whatever. Right. So some people were like, okay, that's great. Like I can deal with those symptoms, but I don't really like dealing with symptoms. I like to just go natural. So why would someone like that care to 
you know, address those symptoms. I love that because it's not about making, I'm not saying every woman should go on to it, but they should be informed and mm -hmm. make their own decision. And right now I'm saying that women aren't informed about what's out there and what the proper, um, they can't make the right decision because they don't even have all the information. Oh, that's the other topic. Where do people go to get the right information? And I have all of that information. <laughs> Which, like, um, is not us. We're not the people that have all the information. No. We just know where to go to get some information. That's right. And in fact, during all of my workshops and talks on menopause, I literally have an entire reference sheet of where I got all this information because I'm not making any, any of this up. I'm simply curating it and putting it in a place that's accessible for all. <laughs> she says that with emphasis because I accuse her of making things up all the time. And I don't. <laughs> <laughs> probably heard it on NPR. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is totally what Tanya would say to me all the time. She'd give me news while we were in PT school, and I'm like, really? I haven't heard that. She's like, no, really? I heard it on NPR. And after saying that so many times, I started to not believe that she was actually hearing it on NPR. And, you know, I am a paid subscriber to NPR. That's how much <laughs> I value it, because in the car, I just get all these nuggets. Um, but... I mean, we laugh and we joke, but I am extremely passionate about women's health and women not suffering and simply just being educated on the topic so that they can make a truly informed decision that's best for them. <laughs> um, okay, until next time. <laughs> hey everyone, thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed this episode. To connect and learn more, visit our full website, www.papaya.health and follow us on Instagram at papaya.health and on Facebook at We Are Papaya Health.